welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love your hair, by the way. Oh, thank you. I love yours. (laughs) Thank you. You probably know of author Angie Thomas and her mega-selling, multi-award-winning book, The Hate You Give, published in 2017, which was also made into a critically acclaimed movie the following year. Concrete Rose, published in 2021, is set 17 years before the events of The Hate You Give, following Maverick Carter, Star's father, as a teen. With over 250,000 books sold, this instant number one New York Times bestseller is a searing exploration of Black boyhood that spent 19 weeks on the bestsellers list and, just like the book before it, received multiple star reviews, awards, and honors. Both books are now available in paperback for the first time, and Angie joins me today to talk more about this huge milestone, as well as another one of her New York Times bestselling novels, On the Come Up, being in film production right now. Thank you so much for joining me today, Angie. Oh, thank you for having me. Now, um, let's talk about the Carter family. Um, The Carter family became our family as well, through the hate you give, both the book and the film. Were you surprised at how strongly these characters resonated with the American public? I, you know, I was, um, I was definitely surprised. When I started working on the hate you give, um, I knew that, you know, sometimes when it comes to young adult literature, especially the family aspect of it isn't given a lot of attention. You know, people don't really talk about the parents that much or the family that much. And so I wanted to write a family though, that felt real, a family that reflected actual families I know, um, and a family that we rarely get to see even though they exist. And that's a a black family living in a neighborhood like this by choice because they wanna be there and they want to make a difference. Um, And you know, you have the mom and the dad you know, yes, and yes. in a private school, this, this, and that. And these are Black families that actually exist, but yes. people act as if they don't. So I, I wanted to show that. And I was, I'm honored to know that there are so many families out there who see them and they're like, yep, that's mm-hmm. my family. I, I yes. get this. Then I'm happy to know too, that there are other people out there like, oh, wow, it was nice to see this. I don't see this a lot. You right. know, this is not right. something I get to see much. It's it's nice right. to see a family like this. And I'm like, yes. this, they're real. So that, that's, <laughs> yes. you know, that's what I wanted to really do through them. And I'm glad that it, it worked. It worked phenomenally. And you did such a wonderful job, um, not only for people to, those families to see themselves, but also for people who knew of families like that. Um, as well. Um, Me growing up, I was not in the exact, I didn't live in the actual neighborhood where my public, uh, my private school was, but my friends did. And so, you know, we were really close friends. We're still really close friends today. And the family, even to this day, still lives in that community because Mm -hmm. of 
all the contributions that they have have done in the past and continue to do even now, you know, like you said, both parents, um, you know, upstanding, you know, being that role model for all the other kids. So and the community as well and being that beacon. So um, you were able to have people like me you know, who grew up with that, like you said, it's the norm to be able to say, hey, you know, yes, yeah, you know, that's my friend's family, you know, as well. So, yes, it exploded and was very beneficial for a lot of people. So we, we definitely thank you for that. Um, now, tell us what was the overall inspiration for the story behind The Hate You Give? Mm-hmm. I first got the idea when I was in college. I was a senior in college and I was a lot like Star living in a neighborhood that's known for all the wrong reasons that could be called the hood mm-hmm. and going to a mostly white upper class private school. Um, it was my college instead of my high school, though, um, and having to be two different people in two different worlds. Code switching, you know, right. changing how I right. spoke, changing right. how I presented myself so nobody would make assumptions about me or stereotype me. Um, But that also meant sometimes I was silent, probably when I shouldn't have been, like when issues of race and stuff like that came up, I was quiet. And it was more so because of self-preservation, you know, than anything. But it was hard to be quiet. But then after the death of Oscar Grant, a young man in Oakland, California, um, I couldn't be quiet anymore. I couldn't be silent. I didn't know Oscar personally, but I took his death very personal. But my classmates at my school, they didn't or they tried to justify why it was okay that he was killed by police in the way he was. And I didn't know how to make them understand the anger and the frustration and the hurt that I was feeling. So I did the only thing I knew how to do at the time, and that was write. And I wrote a short story about a boy named Khalil, who was a lot like Oscar, and a girl named Star who navigated two different worlds like I did. And that's essentially how The Hate You Give came about. I'm glad that you said that and clarified that because there were so many people, oh, you know, this was um, based upon, you know, everything, all the, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, and and she had just wrote it. It's like, no, you know, Mm -hmm. this, this isn't, these stories aren't new. These experiences aren't new to us. You know, these are things that we have been going through our entire lives. And so um, just bringing that part to that point to the forefront. Um, I appreciate you for doing that and getting that out there. Now you have achieved so much success with your debut novel. Um, Just tell us what has the last five or so years been like for you? They've definitely been life-changing. It's been amazing to be able to travel the world and meet readers from all walks of life who have identified with these books or connected with them in some sort of way. You know, I've been to Germany, I've been to France, Um, I've been to the UK. I've been to Australia. I've talked to readers um, who are 10 years old. I've talked to readers who are 80 years old. So that's been a a wonderful experience these past few years. Um, And then to just meeting young people, especially who connect with my stories and who see themselves in these characters, young black girls, especially who are like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't like read, I didn't like reading, but I read your books and I'm just, I'm so thankful. And, you know, I, I, I see myself in this character and this is so much like what I go through and, and it's helped me so much hearing that from them or getting letters from young black men. Um, like one young black boy who wrote me recently, he's um, in a juvenile detention center um, for several crimes and he read Concrete Rose. 
And he said, reading Maverick's story showed him that it's possible for somebody like him to change. That's powerful. So hearing stories like that, um, it means so much. And I'm so honored and humbled to know that these young people have taken the time to read my book when they could be on TikTok or something else. (laughs) They've taken the time to read my book and it's connected with them in a way and made an impact. That's an honor. So I'm thankful to be in the position I'm in. Absolutely. And what you said that um, other um, young female readers have said to you is the same thing that my daughter said when she read The Hate You Give. And she was like, Mom, you got to read this book. I had I didn't even know about it when it first came out. I had heard, you know, but didn't know about it. And she came running home like, you know, Mom, she had got it from her library at school. And she came around and I'm like, mom, mom, you got to read this book. You know, I love it. And she, you know, made me read the book. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, oh, my gosh. So, yes, you you did, a, a, I mean, a huge impact. And then to know that you've impacted all over the world. Just, awesome. yes, just sharing your gift with the world. Like you said, that's a blessing indeed. Uh, um, now, both of Concrete Rose and the hate you give her in paperback. What does that feel like for you? Um, you know, we know it's going to reach even more and more people. What does that feel like for you to know that you're going to have an even bigger impact all over the world? That's great. You know, that's that's amazing to me. I'm glad that they're now available in paperback because it does mean that more people have access. Um, especially, um, I especially think of schools like underprivileged schools who couldn't afford class sets of the hardback now they can afford the paperback you know um and i also think about incarcerated populations um a lot of people don't know that in prisons and juvenile detention centers they're not allowed to have hardback books because they're considered dangerous yeah yeah, um and so they can only get paperbacks And now that means that that's an entire population of people that now have access to my books. So I'm glad that they're in paperback and I hope that they're allowed to reach more people and and reach more people, young people like your daughter and have an impact on them in that same way. Absolutely. Indeed. Now, um, you mentioned, you know, why you wanted to tell the story of the Carter family um, in both books. Tell us. How many conversations about um, that racism and code switching and things like that um, do you think were started as a result of telling that story of that family? I think from what I've been told, quite a few, um, a lot of conversations and conversations with various groups of people. I've had parents who've reached out and said that after reading The Hate You Give with their children, they decided, Black parents specifically, they decided, you know, it is time to finally have the talk. And I'm not talking about the birds or the bees. I'm talking yeah, about right. talk about what to do if you're stopped by right. a police officer. Right. Um, right. I've had white parents who read the book and they're like, I didn't know Black parents had to have that conversation. And it's made them have conversations with their kids about this is the world we live in and these are the conversations other families are having to have right now. And then I've heard from police unions who've used the book to discuss having, you know, better community relations. I've heard from activism groups who've read the book to talk about how to inspire their young activists. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been, uh, it's, it's a blessing to know that all types of people from all walks of life um, have been reading this book and having 
crucial conversations because of it. You know, I'm, I'm a, my faith is huge to me and to know that God used me in that sense and used this work in that sense, even with, you know, the language at times, he still found a way to still put it into hands that it needed to be in. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, and it needed to resonate. So, you know, that language was needed. Now, yes. we mentioned briefly about um, On The Come Up. We know you only have a few more minutes left. So tell us a little bit more about um, this film development that's going on with your latest book. Yeah, On The Come Up, my second novel, we just finished filming it a few months ago here in Atlanta. Um, it was written by Kay Oyagun. Kay um, is one of the lead writers on This Is Us, the television show. Um, one of my favorite shows. She's super talented, uh, an extraordinary screenwriter. Um, and she did a fantastic job adapting the book. And then it was directed by Sanai Lathan, um, one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, and so, true. and I'm a producer. So you have Black Girl Magic in three ways on this one. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited about it. And um the young lady who plays Brie, her name is Jamila Gray. This is her first major motion picture, and she does a fantastic job. So on the come up, the movie should be out later this year. Um, not only is Sonai Lathan in it, we have Method Man, Mike Epps, Lil Yachty. So it's a great cast. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Phenomenal casting sounds just like the hate you give. So we'll definitely be looking forward to that. Um, lastly, just very quickly, um, can you, would you like to give some words of inspiration or advice to young Black girls, young Black boys um, as we go into this summer, as well as Black parents? Yes. I say, one, protect yourself, stay safe, um, protect your joy, protect your peace. We live in a world right now where our peace and our joy are constantly under attack, but they're so precious and they're so necessary. Protect your joy, protect your peace, take care of yourself, self-care. We don't talk about it nearly enough. It's okay to say I'm not okay. It's okay to seek help. It's okay to talk to somebody if you need to. It's okay to say I'm not okay. So therapy, I highly recommend therapy. Um, self-care. We have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of anything else. So please, please, please make it a priority. Perfect advice. And I want to let everyone know again that The Hate You Give and Concrete Rose are both out in paper book right now. Be sure to get your copies and be on the lookout for the movie on the come up with Sanaa Lathan, Method Man. I can't wait. I'm excited. And just stay tuned for everything that Angie Thomas has in store for us. It sounds like this is only the beginning. Thank you so much for talking to me today and joining me today. It's been a pleasure and we wish you continued success as you go on in this journey. Thank you for sharing your gift of writing with the world. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.